Dan's Drive-In Double Feature presents The Last Slumber Party Minute, a minute-by-minute podcast covering Steven Tyler's The Last Slumber Party, copyright 1988. Your host, Daniel R. Budnick. You can call him Dan. Now, listen to this. Episode 13. Minute 13. Hey everyone, it's Dan, and where do we leave off last time? The two nurses, including our sort of head nurse who was with Dr. Sickler earlier, are walking along discussing how much they like Dr. Sickler, and uh, that maybe Dr. Sickler isn't happily married as they thought, and a guy named Jim, who looks a lot like the high school teacher, pulls up. It's Jim, who's come to pick up the other nurse. Let's meet Jim, hang out with the nurses, I don't know, let's, let's, let's hear it. Well, think about it, Lisa. Remember, you only live once. Bye, Jim. again. I wonder how late it's going to be tonight. Alright folks, you got to bear with me here because it's getting near my dinner time and I made myself a little just snacky right here that I might be munching on as we uh, we discuss this minute. But, oh crap, I'm munching on it now. Let me just say that later on we will see that Dr. Sickler has a car and obviously lives in a really big house. The two nurses we see, one of them has to get picked up by her boyfriend or husband and the other one has to take the bus. I don't know what that means about Louisiana doctors, nurses kind of thing and, and getting paid, but I don't know. I don't know. So, anyway, the, yeah, this minute is uh, is all with the nurse, who I think is only known as nurse in the credits. I'm going to have to look. There is a, if you go to Hysteria Lives, I'm a big fan um, of Hysteria Continues. Uh, Nate is, of course, one of the hosts of Maver TV Mayhem Show. Um, but I believe Nate, a long time ago, interviewed the nurse, and you can find it on Hysteria Lives. I haven't read that one. I've fallen behind. I apologize to everyone. But yeah, this minute yeah starts off with with this this Jim pulling up, and the one nurse gets in. You know, says you only live once. So, and I I like the concept that she seems to be saying, well, you know what, you only live once. So, dude yourself up. No, that's more a guy thing. You know, so. I don't know. So make yourself up a bit. You know, get out of the nurse's uniform. Or maybe Dr. Sickler likes the nurse's uniform. I don't know. But um, uh, fix yourself up a bit and uh, go over to uh, Dr. Sickler's house this evening and try to seduce him when his daughter's there and a bunch of her daughter's friends are there and his wife is there. I don't. It doesn't seem like a plan that was well thought through when she says it. Um, uh, yeah, so... 
just because the wife is going to be there. If if you're going to try to do something clandestine in a cheating fashion like that, yeah, maybe wait till you know the 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 person who's not supposed to be there is not there. But um, because at the at the yeah, it's strange advice. And at the end of the minute, she's sitting there with this. She's sitting. Our nurse in quotes is sitting on the bus bench, and there's an orderly in the scrubs next to her who is zonked and he's got a lot of hair and she talks him for a bit and she may mess up a line i wonder how late it's gonna be this time or whatever she says and then but at the end of the minute she sort of stands up like she's got some sort of purpose and everyone's a little bit i don't know are they blue in this i mean the, the, the orderly's wearing blue but everyone looks a little blue at the end of this minute yeah maybe maybe they are maybe they aren't so uh yeah i i love the um I, I love who I, I'd love to know more about Jim and that other nurse. Jim and the other nurse and Aaron Spelling production in association with Quinn Martin. But uh, yeah, I, I'd like to know about them because hi hi Jim or bye Jim or whatever she says to Jim and they they drive away never to be seen again and we see our nurse walk along to the bus stop and sit down next to the guy and then she stands up with some sort of reserve and yeah yeah you know it's 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 an interesting minute because um we don't know when we left was it still so it was still so it's summer so if we're going in some sort of order then the doctor and the doctor sickler not the doctor dr sickler and the nurse when they check up on the killer who's not there, who's in a nearby operating room putting on the scrubs, then we cut to Linda talking to Chris, and it's still bright out. Or it's still... And maybe twilight is approaching, but now it's full-on dark, and it's summer. I mean, if it's June in summer, if it, if it's if it's that time in summer, the sun is going down, what, at 8 o'clock or something? And, and when the sun was up high like it was, that was maybe seven, so maybe like an hour or so has passed, an hour and a half has passed, I don't know. But yeah, it's 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 interesting that the, the timeline gets a little screwy here, which is not a bad thing. I, I'm not going to argue with the timeline because I'm having so much fun with it. But but yeah, it, it is very dark here. I'm saying it, it's probably nine o'clock. Uh, which, which, if it's nine o'clock, then that means that the slumber party is in full swing, which we might learn about soon. But what I'd like to do now is I'd like to finish my story about my discovery of the film, and then let's hop back to minute eleven, and I'll tell you what about minute eleven um, really sort of grabbed me. Yeah, so you remember we left off with me watching it a fourth time and suddenly saying, "Now I get it." Now I know what it is that I love about this movie. It was... I, I, I paused it right there because I was trying to think of a, uh, an example I can give to sort of describe to you what... Mm, I, the, the, only thing, the only thing I could think of was like, um, like, a, like, a, like, a, like a horror novel from the 70s or 80s where you read it and you get to the end of it and you're like, huh, that was weird. And then maybe you give it another read and you go, oh, I suddenly realized why I found this kind of fascinating and weird when I first read it. 
and there were a lot of horror novels like this in the 70s and 80s. But la the thing about Last Summer Party that, to me, makes it such a worthwhile film, and which is why I didn't see it the first three times I watched it, is that Last Summer Party pretty much does everything, in quotes, wrong. If you go into film school like I have, you know a lot about film, you'll know watching the film that there are just so many things the film does wrong, from its effects to its its actors forgetting their lines to the strange way it does its tracking shots to the way it does, we'll talk about this, the way it sort of does its music to its sound design to its mise-en-scene to its storytelling to everything, everything is, and it's, I guess it's it's like you watch Doris like when we did Minute to Dismember you know what Doris was doing was in her own realm but this but Doris was always like that whereas this looks like someone trying to do it a regular 80s slasher if it was made in 84 or 82 um, you know there would have been a lot of it they had a lot of examples a lot of movies they watch because Doris always said she didn't really watch movies that a lot of movies they watch but they just did everything wrong and in the end when you do everything wrong it becomes right I think um, in some respects I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stand up for for that for everything but it, it becomes right in a different way it becomes right you know it's like i always just say like you know it's like the movies we would review on bleeding skull or or, or you know that i still review and, and talk about and things like that it's like you you reach into the bucket and and you get past the great stuff on top the classic stuff on top and you get down to the bottom of the bucket where you get the absolute garbage but then if you keep reaching you discover that there's another bucket underneath that garbage and the world is different and the 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 rules are different and the way stories are told is different the way everything is done is different and that's where the last slumber party is and that's why it took me four viewings because the first time i was expecting something that this wasn't it the second time i went into it expecting nothing but not quite getting it the third time watching with Scott, he was he. I think he was doing what I did the first time, but I was advanced on it there. I don't mean to say I'm more advanced than you, Scott. Never, never. But the fourth time, I was like, oh, now I get it. Now I get it. Let's hop to the 11th minute, and I'll tell you why I love the phone conversation between Linda and Chris so much, and it is a filmic bit of goofballery. I showed this to a friend of mine a long time ago she's an actress uh, she was in I, I won't say who she is but she was in movies like um, uh, you may know them Witch House Witch House 2 Polymorph Bloodletting uh, she's been in a bunch of movies and she got really mad at that scene and I said why because you may need to watch it rather than listen to it but it's like hello and then there's a really long pause and then Chris says her line. And then after Chris is done with her line, there's a really long pause before Linda says her line. And the the not only is the picture editing awful, but the sound editing is awful. And it's all off by like a second on either side, which makes the actors, and this is why she got mad, she said it makes actors look like idiots because they're not editing that like they're supposed to. 
It's supposed to be, hello, Linda, what's up with your mom? Why did she go, uh, you know, well, you called me on my parents' phone. Oh, well, you know, but instead it's, hello? Linda, what's up with your mom? Well, you called me on my parents. It's like, it, it's so awkward. And not only is it so awkward, but like sometimes we're hearing... Um, sometimes, you know, we see Linda, we hear Chris, or we see Chris and we hear Linda, but then sometimes we, Linda says her line, long pause, then it cuts to Chris and she says her lines. And it's like, that, that is not the best scene for that in this movie, but technically that's sort of a very good scene to sort of look at in this movie. Because you remember, we started off with a guy in a hallway and the hallway seemed okay, but then he went in a room where everything went a horrific green before it. Like, it was like, fade from green? I don't know, you know? So, so that's one of the joys of this movie is that it's doing something, in quotes again, wrong every step of the way. But in doing this so much, it's, baby, it's all right. Every little thing gonna be all right, baby. This movie is wonderful and when you read reviews online of people who hate it it's simply people who haven't seen it enough i and i i will not we're all more busy than we ever would need to be i know i am uh, and i it drives me up the wall and i wish i wasn't i have so many movies i want to watch i have so much writing i wanted to do but there's so much crap we all have to do and it's so it's like uh, there's like a constant noise in your head and making you do what you have to do and it's and so I understand completely if if someone watches this once says this is garbage and posts something about it and says this is garbage. I mean like I know Rift Tracks did a uh, did a version of this and I'm sure it's hilarious because like I said everything's wrong so this is uh, this is a gold mine but. Eh, don't I didn't haven't listened to it and I'm I'm not going to be listening to it. Um don't. Um and I'm not gonna you know, I mean I could point out that this was you know, this was Steven Tyler's dream and he brought these people in to do this movie. I'm not even gonna do that. I'm just gonna say the movie exists as it is. Enjoy it for what it is. And it's screwball, baby. It is screwball. <sighs> that was minute thirteen. You know, we have less than like an hour left in the movie and um i feel like something may go wrong for the nurse shortly but nothing is going to go wrong for you because you get to hear this 